Hi there and welcome to the third episode of the podcast Biz. I'm Karen, I'm a 32-year-old Belgian woman who four years ago decided to quit everything and book a one-way ticket to Australia. We are four years ahead now and I have had a lot of crazy experiences that really changed my life and how I think about life. I also have recently started my own agency, a marketing agency called Biz Agency, where I help small business owners with content creation and marketing. Today, I would love to talk about spirituality. Spirituality is really kind of a new topic in my life. I never really saw me as a spiritual person before coming to Australia. I even found it a bit cringe when people would say like, oh, I really found myself on holidays. I've been traveling now for six months and I'm so such a different person. I changed so much. Uh, I would always kind of not believe 100% what they were saying until I experienced it. And then I was like, oh, okay, this is maybe what they experienced. And maybe it is really something that people go through when they're a really long time away from home. So what happened in my situation? I was in my six months in Australia COVID had happened, so everything was a bit all over the place. And I had to make a decision. I had to decide if I wanted to stay in Australia. And if I stayed, if I was going to do farm work. Because in Australia, if you do farm work, you get a second year of working holiday visa. So you need to do, do three months of farm work. And then you can apply for another year, um, so another visa. I really never wanted to do farm work when I came to Australia in the beginning because I only had heard very bad stories about farm work. There was people who told me that they know people who lost a hand, an arm, in accidents, people who really got scammed. There's really horrible stories out there. And even a colleague of mine, she had told me to watch a documentary because um, there was this one Belgian backpacker who ended up dying in the farm. He was working at a watermelon farm and he it was really hot. Like uh, certain parts of Australia are extremely hot um, and a lot of our Belgian bodies are not really used to being in those circumstances. So he was working really hard. A lot of farms make you work really hard because they want to get everything they can out of you. So he was working really hard and he was struggling with the heat. And he unfortunately was not able to take breaks as he should and to drink enough water. And he had a heat stroke and died. I never really watched the documentary. But yeah, just hearing that story makes me really shiver. And then even coming to Australia and meeting some backpackers who 
had done the farm experience and just hearing this one crazy story after the other made me really scared. Um, it also made me a bit skeptical about Australia and the farm program um, because, you know, all these things are happening. And in my head, I'm always thinking like, hey, we're 2023, Australia is a Western country. How are things like this happening? How are kids, because a lot of backpackers who come here are very young, they're like around 20 years old. And I'm always thinking like, how are kids dealing with these kind of situations how are they not more protected so that's something that I kind of really struggle with at the same time um, I really was loving my life in Australia and I hadn't been able to really enjoy it yet because um, because of COVID I arrived in the end of November then they had this really crazy bushfire season that made me a bit scared to leave the house because there was a lot of toxic air everywhere. And then COVID hit and we all had to go through lockdowns. So yeah, it was um, it was a bit of a tough situation. It's not what I expected when I was dreaming of coming to Australia. So I had to decide what I wanted to do. And I was just like, okay, let's let's just go for it. Um, when I really decided to do my farm work, I was in a bit of a bad situation. I was in Cairns and I had been traveling with two lovely boys. And the situation got a bit messy. There was a moment where um, I was really kind of into one of the guys and the other guy was kind of into me and it was just a whole mess so I kind of wanted to escape that mess and I just said like you know what this is the perfect time for me to go do my farm work so I kind of left everything in Cairns and I went to the middle of nowhere in Queensland this was for me a very crazy experience I've never been in the middle of nowhere anywhere um, and when I arrived, I immediately was thinking like, what did I cut myself into? There was nothing, literally, the, even the dirt, the ground was very red and seemed very different than what I was used to. And everywhere I looked, there was only the farm. There was nothing else. There was no other houses that I could see. It was just only me and the farmer. <laughs> so that's it. Um, there was no distractions around me. And yeah, it was it was definitely challenging. Um, also with internet, there was only certain times where I could access internet. And all the other times um, I kind of had to entertain myself or work on the farm. The farmer was really, really lovely. Um, so that was nice. I didn't experience any of the bad stories that other backpackers had to deal with. And yeah, it was it was very interesting. For example, to make you understand how remote I was, I, at that farm, had to drive 40 minutes to the mailbox and then two hours to the first store. 
and then three hours to the first kind of city. So food, for example, we would order that through the mail. And once a week, I would go get the pickup truck and I would collect this big box of food and that would be our food for the week. And then meat would be in the freezer on the farm. So yeah, a lot of things on that farm were very new experiences for me. And it was definitely challenging. But now looking back at it, I cherish those moments so much because, yeah, experiencing those things, it's something like I never thought I would experience. And I'm very proud of myself for being able to do all of those things. But what kind of happened was the first weeks I was um, kind of adjusting and seeing what was happening. Everything is new, so it's still quite kind of intriguing and interesting. But then towards week four and five, I really started to struggle. And I think because I kind of had found my routine and there were still a few new things to learn, but most of the things I had already seen, so there was nothing new anymore. And then, yeah, I really started to feel a lot of my thoughts going on in my head. And I think that was mainly because I didn't have any distractions. Because when you are traveling or when you're in a city, you're always with people, you're always... Even with your phone, you always have your phone, you have internet, there's always distractions. And I didn't have that on the farm. So I started realizing that a lot of these thoughts in my head were becoming louder and louder. So much that I really couldn't deal with it anymore. <laughs> and for farm work, you have to do three months. So I always thought like, oh, on this farm, I'm going to be three months in. Um... But then after four weeks and five weeks, I was thinking like, oh, I cannot deal with this. It's too much. I am even thinking about being on that farm for three months really paralyzes me and scares me. Although the people were very nice and the work was actually fun. I, I was on a quad bike and I was driving behind cattle, like all really cool things. But I could not deal with, with my thoughts Um so I had to go and I left the farm and I went back to Brisbane um, where I knew a lot of my friends and I was there for a little bit to decompress. So after a while in Brisbane, I was thinking like, okay, I've done half of my farm work. I kind of need to still do more farm work. So after a little bit and uh, some beautiful travels, I ended up in another farm um, and this farm really changed a lot of things for me so I was on a farm then in South Australia South Australia is really beautiful by the way it it's not really a place that a lot of backpackers go to but it's so gorgeous the landscape is phenomenal yeah I was just in awe of the place and again, I was really lucky with the farm. 
the farmers were really lovely. Again, I was more remote and there were no other backpackers on the farm. It was just me and the farmer. And this was not a cattle farm. This was a sheep farm. And the location was just beautiful. The views were amazing. And I was I got treated, treated very lovely. Um, and then on that farm, after a while, I was starting to have the same thoughts again uh, as, as I was having on the first farm. But this was already four months ago. So there was four months in between and I was thinking like, oh, after those four months, obviously I got I gotten over the situation, right? And everything just came back to me as strongly and even stronger as on the first farm. And I was thinking like, no, we cannot have this situation again. I really need to do something about this. And at that time, I was reading a lot of books I was reading the book of Jay Shetty, the first one, and then there was this Belgium girl, Laurentina, who was doing a morning routine class, and I was kind of listening to all her advice and starting to learn more about meditation and morning rituals. And both those tools really helped me to sit more still with my thoughts and not look for distractions. Which is very funny because I didn't even knew I was looking for distractions. Looking back, if I go back to my Belgian life, I was always busy. I was working really hard in corporate, often leaving the house at seven in the morning, going back and be back in the home at 7 p.m. And then on the weekends, I would be doing crazy activities all the time. I would never be by myself. But I never really realized that was because I was kind of running away from myself. For me, it was just a cool life and I was doing all these cool things. But I never realized that I couldn't be just with me and my thoughts. So on the farm, I had no option. I had to, I had to do this farm work to stay in Australia. I had to really face my thoughts and meditation helped me a lot with it and another tool that really helped me as well was asking why 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 so at that time my thoughts that were coming to me were related to men and relationships with men and I kind of had seen a pattern in how my relationships were going and Jay Shetty has this tool where he says like, okay, if something is repeating itself, the only thing that you have in common is yourself. So I started to realize, okay, like this problem that I have in relationships, it's me, it's not them, it's me, but why? And Jay Shetty also says like, okay, if you really want to know why something is happening, you need to get to the roots of the cause. You need to kind of see it like a tree. And with this tree, always go f further and further. So you start maybe at the leaf, then you go to the branch, and then you go all the way to the roots. 
So that's what I asked myself. So I kind of asked myself, okay, for example, with this one guy, I really liked this guy. He didn't like me back. He didn't really treat me nicely. And I still really liked him. Why is that? And then I asked myself, why, why, why? And then I kind of came to the conclusion that this was related to my childhood and my relationship with my dad and how kind of the relationship with men is engraved in my brain. So I was always was kind of used to having not really of a father in my life. He was a bit of he was a bit absent. I really love my dad a lot, but there was a lot of tough situations in my childhood that happened that made me that made it hard for me to bond with him. So I think what happened is that I kind of needed to prove myself to be worthy of his love. And that's exactly what was happening in relationships nowadays. I always kind of felt attracted to people who didn't really like me and kind of pushed me back or made it challenging. And I saw that as, oh, I need to prove myself to to get the love from this person. And this one question that was really interesting to me was... So if the man who repulsed me, if they would say like, oh, you know what, Karen, now I really love you, would then, would I like them then? And the answer was always no. So it was really just about the game, about me trying to prove myself that I'm worthy of love. And for me, that was such an eye-opening moment. I really was like, oh... I see the whole thing through. I know where this is coming from. I know what the root causes are. And that is such a... I'm so grateful for having realized that. Because that also means that I can do something about it. So once you know the root cause, you can always come back like, oh, hey, wait a minute. I know what is happening here. I know that's because of that. We're not going to do that anymore. We're a new person. We love ourselves. We deserve a lot more. And then the whole problem kind of disappears. And that's literally what has been happening ever since then. I'd never had any issues in relationships since realizing all of that. And it it was such a big relief in my life because... It was the pattern was getting stronger and worser, and it was it was getting a bit toxic. It got to a point where um, I was having really dark thoughts about myself and relationships that I was not good enough, not worthy enough, that I would never be in a healthy relationship. Uh, yeah, there was even like a moment. This was back in Belgium where I was really like, oh, there's no point to life. Which is very sad, because this was for a relationship or a boy that I was dating for only a few weeks. So there's no point. And 
I had the same question again. If this boy would be interested in me, would I be interested in him? And it again would be no. So yeah, for me, this is really, I'm so grateful that I kind of resolved that issue. And I always wanted to give this tool to the world or I kind of always wanted to express my situation and my experience so maybe it would help somebody else so if you kind of are seeing patterns in your life I would really recommend to every morning just sit still in the mornings really don't have anything with you just breathe and feel your breath going towards really towards the middle of your body and just think like why 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 is this pattern happening in my life okay this but why but why and then hopefully you come to the root cause and usually it's something with our childhood or something about ourselves how we see ourselves and really look it in the eye and then I know it's tough because it's very personal and it's a bit vulnerable But once you look it in the eye, all the scary parts are going to be away, are going to go away. And you're just going to feel so relieved because that pattern will, will go or you will at least have some understanding of it, which makes it a lot easier to deal with. So that was something that I wanted to share with you today. And yeah, thank you for listening in and I'll see you next week. Bye.